Hi, I'm Ben and welcome to Beyond the Document, a new podcast exploring the latest developments and opportunities within output, document and client communication management. Each episode, I'll be joined by guests within the industry to help share their insights and opinions on what's happening in the field and beyond. On this episode, I'm joined by Lennart Garbash, the CEO at Tabella. Let's get on to the episode. So, Lennart, so good to see you today. Now, your official title, or at least according to LinkedIn, is CEO of Tabella. Uh, maybe you could just quickly introduce yourself and the primary work that Tabella do. Yeah, my name is uh, Lennart. I have been uh, CEO in Tabella since we started 11 years ago. We started uh, teaming up with uh, FormPipe. Uh, regarding laser net output management and also some archive. And today we are, we started four uh, persons in 2010. And today we are 52, uh, mostly consultants. And we are uh, located in uh, Scandinavia, but also we have some locations in uh, Portugal and in the United States. What we do is that we uh, help customers to implement their output management solutions based on laser net from FormPipe. And uh, most of our clients, they are not experts in document management. That's why we are filling the gap between a, a, a successful solution and some fantastic software. So that's actually what we do. We implement output management and input management solutions. And when it comes to input management, uh, it has been a, a, a large part of our uh, work uh, the last five or six years as well. So basically, Tabella is a consultancy company working with documents, input management, and output management. We do not work with ERP solutions, but we work with the partners who actually are experts in ERP solutions, and we are experts in document solutions. So that's basically what we do. Headquartered in Denmark, uh, and uh, we are having uh, subsidiaries in uh, Sweden, Norway, and as I said, Portugal and the United States. As ever, you fill that lovely gap, don't you, between a client's requirements, a client's thoughts, and then actually what we can do with software. Exactly. We have some fantastic software, but in order to make it successful, uh, we need to, uh, you, you need to add some expertise. And some, some of the clients do have these, uh, this expertise, but most of them don't. They sell uh, uh, fishing uh, equipment or football uh, stuff or something else. So uh, they are not experts in document management, and that's why we fill the gap. Brilliant, great. And ordinarily, we'd be in person, Leonard. We'd probably be either in a in a coffee shop or more likely a bar in Copenhagen. I mean, how are things over there at the moment? Are they starting to improve from a COVID perspective? Uh, I would say uh, yes and no. Uh, uh, right now, uh, there are some. That there might be some signs that uh, uh, that can give some unsecureness uh, around the uh, situation, but uh, mostly uh, I think everything is going back to normal again. And uh, when it comes to businesses, it seems like uh, the budgets they are starting to uh, roll again. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, luckily, a lot of uh, customers uh, out there in, in our segment uh, they are starting to to. to to assign budgets for implementing uh, IT solutions and automating uh, the processes again. So uh, it seems like we are going back to normal, and I believe that we will be completely back to normal uh, at the end of this year. Uh, at least it seems like right now. We, we will aim to have a beer together in uh, quarter one of next year. Yeah, 
<laughs> okay, great. So let, let's move on then and let's get started about what we're here to, to discuss today. Now, we've titled this episode as the next big thing in document or output management, but obviously to to identify what's going to come next, we need to really understand what we've got now. I mean, we find that our developments are normally driven by technology or by client requirements. So given the number of implementation projects that your organization is running at any one time, what, what do you see as the current trend? Uh, what I see that is that uh, many of our clients, they are having uh, multiple ERP and backend solutions. And what they're trying to do these years is to, uh, to make them into one platform. So they are trying to, uh, to make their IT structure and IT landscape uh, a little bit less complex. And uh, also we see a trend uh, towards the cloud uh, in order to make things more easy and, uh, more, uh, and a little bit less complex. So, uh, and then we see that most of our clients, they are actually professionals in terms of uh, implementing ERP solutions. Many of them are on their fourth or fifth uh, ERP platform. So they know the pros and cons for developing themselves rather than to use, for example, the basic breed solutions that they can get. So the trend mm -hmm. is that uh, the clients would like to com combine everything into one platform. They would like to not to modify it as much as they used to do and they would like to keep things simple. And in order to do that, they would like to also take the risk out of the uh, implementations. Implementing an EAP solution, it's, uh, it's a lot about risk. Uh, from, from the customer point of view, there's a lot of risk going on in, in, a, in the implementation. So um, what we uh, try to do uh, is, is actually to remove some of the risk and make it more uh, make it easier to, to, to predict the outcome of uh, EAP solution. Yeah, because it's such a critical system that we're, we're putting into their organization. So that, that's where the risk comes from, correct? Yeah, uh, typically uh, uh, adding more and more processes into the uh, EAP uh, system will make it even more critical and, uh, and more complex as well. And uh, you are saying that it's, uh, uh, what you say is it's a, it's a very important system. I would actually go that far to say it's the most important system in most organizations, especially if, if you're talking about uh, industrial customer, industry customer, or, uh, you know, trading uh, customers. It's the most, it's the single most critical system these days, especially if, if, if our customers succeed by combining a lot of smaller systems into one system, and that's the direction that we see, it will be even more critical uh, in the future. I mean, with that, that single global view of what happens within your business, if you can get there, the, the benefits that you can gain you know, across the whole organization are just vast, aren't they? So yes, there's risk, but that benefit can, can outweigh the, the challenges that you may get in the implementation project. Yeah. For the customer's point of view, it's about uh, automating things and uh, use, use less, less efforts in order to, 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 to keep a, a growth rate uh, with fewer uh, manual uh, resources and, and more automation. And uh, that, that, that's what it is about for, for the customer's point of view. Yeah, I mean, I, we see that as well completely. And, you know, your comment about the cloud as well. So we, we've seen that 
Uh, we saw this starting to gather momentum uh, and then it was definitely accelerated by COVID. You know, what everybody has been through over the last 18 months to two years, those projects that may have been, um, you know, diarised for 2023, 24 have been then speeded up as people need to not only be able to work more digitally, but remotely and be able to, to trust the data, the documents, the output that they're seeing. And, and you know, if you forget output uh, management, it, if you look more about just pure document sharing and that need to be able to get documents internally or maybe also externally share with suppliers and, and customers. And, and we've seen this with things such as uh, workflows doing uh, electronic signatures and, you know, the, the, the pickup of that type of trend as well. I mean, have you seen that as well from, from your view? Yeah, a little bit and also a little bit indirectly because uh, moving to the cloud, uh, the word security means uh, much more than it did in, in the old days. And uh, we have seen some, um, we have, in the Scandinavian market, we, we have heard some stories around broken security links and, and, uh, and also uh, cyber uh, crimes and stuff. So, so uh, the focus on digital signatures, on encryption, and, and these kind of matters are quite important uh, uh, these days, but also in the years to come, especially moving to the cloud. I think the uh, cloud enhances the uh, importance of uh, security. Actually, I, I, I recently met some customers who uh, they were thinking about moving back from the cloud again. So uh, actually to, to, go back, uh, to go back on site with the uh, implementation. Uh, and what was driving that, Lennox? Was was that a fear around the security aspect? Yeah, it was uh, purely a security aspect. And also, you uh, you know, we have the in Europe we have the uh, GDPR uh, set up, and, and and that has added the importance uh, uh, for, for for security and uh, making sure that we don't don't have any data leaks uh, whatsoever uh, in the organization. And uh, even though you can say that uh, cloud is very secure and Microsoft and Oracle, uh, and Google, and, and these, uh, they are claiming that the, the security is very high and, uh, and they are expert in that, some organizations still think that they need the data uh, closer to their heart, uh, so to speak. I mean, I think regardless of whether or not they are going cloud or they're already cloud, you know, the, the most important thing is the ability to access the documents or the data that they're looking at and being able to trust it. So going back to your previous point about having that one single enterprise-wide system, you know, it can be hosted in the cloud, sure, or, or on-prem, but they need to be able to get the correct view internally to be able to use that information. And I, I know you know I come from a, a controlled document background uh, from, from uh, compliant industries. But at Tabella, you work in a whole range of different industries. So what other types of content do you see being used? Uh, mostly we, we are working with ERP systems. So it's more, uh, it's mostly business documents, what we call transaction documents and business documents, uh, combined with some uh, delivery documents and sometimes also contracts and, and, and that kind of documents as well. But mostly it's uh, transactional documents, uh, business documents from an ERP system. And, and on that point, why, why would an organization look at output management? Why, why, what are the other options that are open to them? 
Uh, one of the uh, major things with output management is that uh, uh, it takes a little bit out of the uh, need for programming stuff yourself and to uh, to do spaghetti uh, a spaghetti solution in your ERP environment by adding on, on a standard solution who can handle different formats. And today it is needed for global organizations to have multiple electronic formats uh, as, uh, along with paper, of course, uh, and also PDF uh, documents. Simply to, to fulfill the uh, regional requirements and the local requirements from uh, governments, but also from, uh, from, from large customers. So uh, large customers and large suppliers, they might have some uh, need that you need to fulfill in order to stay in business with these uh, organizations. And that's why, that's, that's why you can actually reach that goal, be, being or staying in business without programming spaghetti into your ERP system. Yeah. And, and again, as a future trend, I'm seeing more uptake of um, people taking the software from as close to out the box they can. They don't want to move. I love your idea about spaghetti there, the programming and being able to unpick that is very hard. So if they go through a procurement process for a core system, such as an ERP, then why move away from that core product? If they can, they should be adopting what that product gives them. Uh, I, so I see that as something coming down the road. People are trying to get more um, more benefit from the software that, that they're buying into their organization. I don't know if you see the same. I think you're absolutely right, but I also see that, uh, for example, Microsoft, they are adding more and more functionality into their uh, into their solutions. And uh, I would say that uh, they have added that much functionality that perhaps an organization only use 15 or 20% of the uh, functionalities uh, in, in the systems, and they keep on adding. So uh, it, from, from that point of view, they are trying to go for a business suite thinking. Uh, where we actually are uh, more or less, uh, we are talking about best of breed uh, solutions, where we actually add on best practice solutions and best of breed solution to the core product. So uh, I see trends going in, in different directions here. Doing by Microsoft, everything will be in system, but uh, rolling out globally, you need to have best practices and you also need to have best of breed solutions in order to take out risk from your project. So it, it, it's a little bit of a balance here, and also a little bit of uh, it's also a little bit of uh, about religion, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, that brings us back to that global view, doesn't it? You, you need to incorporate all the different entities within one global organization to, to give the solution that will actually work in the real world. And that's a fact. That, uh, that, that that's a fact. You you need to to reach that point, no matter if you go for best of breed or best of sweet. You need to have that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that brings us back to a nice conclusion in a way that what we're doing is we're supporting the industry by giving uh, software solutions and then the configuration and the implementation project that delivers that single view of content. And then within that, we'll get the technology advancements. I know we've recently looked at new input management uh, elements and modules of our product. But ultimately, you're trying to give that one single core platform that gives a true view of the organization. Um, anything else to add, Lena, on where you, th where you see things going in the, in the next 12 to 24 months? What I see in these days is uh, because of COVID, but also because of uh, other things, a lot of uh, customers, they are stuck with their old 
platforms, all the EAP solutions. So I see uh, a trend uh, that goes to upgrading to newer systems. And especially when we're talking about SAP and uh, Dynamics, it goes uh, to the cloud. And uh, it's uh, I see a lot of organizations, they need to do an upgrade in the coming two, three years. Because if they do not do that, they will not be compliant. They will not be compliant with security. They will not be compliant with system technology and also with the possibilities and newer systems. And they will not probably also not be uh, compliant with uh, GDPR. So from a board of directors point of view, I would not like to be a board, uh, to be in a, in, in a board where uh, the company keep, uh, keeps staying on an old technology. It's too complex to secure security. If you can you say that, I don't know, but uh, it, it's too complex to keep that safe uh, uh, instead of implementing add-ons all the time. So uh, you need to keep to keep the pace to keep up the uh, the upgrade uh, schedules in order to keep up your security. And that takes us right back to the start when you talked about eliminating as much risk as we can to the wider business. Uh, it's it's so simple to say, Leonard. Hey. <laughs> It is very simple today. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you for your time as ever. I do look forward to meeting you again in person. It's been far too long. But for now, Leonard, thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time, Ben. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Document podcast. And thanks again to Leonard for joining me today. You can find out more about Tabella by heading to their website, tabella.com. That's T A B E L L A E.com. If you found this podcast to be useful or you learned something new, then please do give us a review or a rating on your go-to podcast platform of choice. And to find out more about Formpipe and what we do, head over to our website, formpipe.com, or head over to our social media hubs. You can catch us on LinkedIn by searching Formpipe or on Twitter with the handle at Formpipe. But for now, thanks for listening and catch you next time on Beyond the Documents.